0: church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring uplifting and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. Merry Christmas. I'm Dennis Hall, the host for this podcast, and I'm delighted that you're listening during this holiday season. Uh, It's a special time of the year. Unbelievable things are going on across America and literally around the world to celebrate Christmas. Christmas. Because of a conversation I had with one of my family members this week, I wanted to focus a little bit on the Christmas tradition. And the first thing I thought about was my own childhood and Christmas trees. My mother, every year, had my father go and find a a beautiful North Carolina uh, spruce tree at the time we lived in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, they were always beautiful trees. We lived in a lower social middle income neighborhood. and But we had a high ceiling in the living room. And so we could accommodate a fairly large tree. And it was a wonderful time. Uh, my father was in charge of acquiring a tree, but my mother was the decorator. And I mean, she decorated that tree meticulously. Every ornament had its place, had to be hung carefully. Uh, the tinsel on the tree had to be placed individually uh, at special places on the limbs. And she involved uh, my brother and I, the two of us, uh, intensely in this whole process. And so the the decorating of the Christmas tree, having a Christmas tree, was a, a very special uh, time for us. You know, um, uh, all across America, we see Christmas trees. Uh, most homes have Christmas trees in them. Church sanctuaries have Christmas trees in them. Uh, we have Christmas trees displayed in the malls and in business places. They're all around us. and so uh, the question really becomes what's all what's this all about? What's this all about? Uh, these Christmas trees and the decorations? And you know, my mother and father would even drive. My brother and I around the neighborhoods to see the houses decorated with lights, and sometimes we would sing Christmas carols. Yes, the Christmas tree tradition is significant in America and around the world, but it was not always that way in America. Literally, from the founding of America up until probably the early 1800s, There were many in America who felt the Christmas tree was some kind of uh, pagan activity. And they, they were opposed to decorating and lights and Christmas trees and those kinds of things. And so, you know, we asked the question from a Christian standpoint at Christmas time, where did these Christmas trees come from? And the answer is we began to see Christmas trees as early as the. 1600s in Germany, where where devout Christians would bring trees into their homes and and decorate them to celebrate uh, Christmas. If we look back through history, we can find even the ancient Romans and the Egyptians and so forth, uh, during their holidays, they would bring in evergreens, uh, sometimes thinking that they somehow blocked evil spirits. But by the 1600s, Christians were displaying Christmas trees in their homes, and it's a widely held belief that it was Martin Luther, Martin Luther, the 16th century Protestant reformer who brought us the Christmas trees. The story goes that he was uh, walking toward his home one winter evening around Christmas time, probably composing a sermon, and he was awestruck by the... Uh, the stars twinkling amongst the evergreens, and he somehow wanted to recapture that scene as a uh tribute to the birth of jesus and He brought a tree into his uh wide branch candles lighted candles we would think that would be very. Uh, dangerous today to do that, and so the whole uh, the whole tradition of Christmas trees was born, and it rapidly spread across Europe, and uh, it would be brought to the United States by early settlers. Uh, the Christmas trees. You know, it was, it's a beautiful time of year, and and some of our small little towns that erect these large Christmas trees in their town square are absolutely gorgeous this time of the year. But I think the important thing for us as believers, knowing what we're sep- celebrating, is to remember how the Christmas tree was birth, and it really was the birth of Jesus Christ that inspired. Uh, martin luther you know there's other things that uh, stick in my mind about my childhood you know uh every child i shouldn't say every child but most children this time of year are anticipating the arrival of santa claus a tremendous tradition here and around the world and you say well What does this have to do with the birth of Jesus? What does this have to do with the coming of our Savior, Santa Claus? And I've had people say to me, isn't this kind of uh, something that takes away from the meaning of Christmas? And then we look and try to understand where does this tradition come from? Well, there was a bishop uh, in the fourth century whose name was Nicholas. Bishop Nicholas. Uh, Bishop Nicholas had a uh, he had a a tradition of giving gifts at this time of the year to the poor children in his area. He was a bishop in what we know today as modern day Turkey uh, in that region. And he not only gave gifts to the, the poor, but he gave things to the prostitutes of the area, and uh, and to the many children across the area. He became a legend. One day, he was given sainthood and became known as Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas and his legend grew from the fourth century to the point where uh, little Dutch children would leave their wooden shoes outside their door. Uh, So that St. Nicholas, St. Nicholas, would come and give them gifts. Um, In fact, the Dutch settlers in America brought this tradition with them, and the early Dutch settlers uh, carried on that tradition. Now, that tradition today sort of morphed into hanging stockings for Santa Claus because you see the name St. Nicholas morphed. Into the name Santa Claus. And so children all around the world today uh, uh, will be waiting for Santa Claus to arrive and to leave gifts uh, for them. And it all goes back to a man who was driven, driven by his faith in the birth of Jesus. So, you see, even Santa Claus is connected to what we are celebrating. It's very interesting to think about all of the things that are part of our childhood. Um, you know, I can remember uh, uh, literally dressing up like Santa Claus and going outside my home and uh, letting my children just get a quick glimpse of me. Uh, to believe that Santa Claus was here and it was time for them to be thinking about getting in their bed so that he could uh, leave their presence. You know, another thing that uh, that we see that's kind of interesting to think about at this time of year, you know, another one of our traditions and sort of Santa Claus brought this with him. And sometimes I would do this with my children. I would go up and uh, try to make noises on the roof and jingle bells, so that they would think that Santa and his reindeer had arrived. How did we get this? Uh, how did we enter into this thing about uh, reindeer and and Santa Claus? Well, you know, um, it, it's very interesting. Even though in, in the early eighteen hundreds. There were certain people who felt all of this celebration maybe had some pagan characteristics. It was in 1823 that uh, the famous poem was published, and the poem was written by a guy by the name of Clement Moore, and the poem at that time was titled A Visit from St. Nicholas, it became known eventually as "Twas the Night Before Christmas." I think almost all of us are familiar with this, the night before Christmas, and it really is credited with the first telling of a tale of Santa being pulled on a sleigh by eight reindeer. And I would ask the question: What motivated? What motivated? this man to write this poem. It was the night before Christmas and again we get all the way back to St. Nicholas and and the birth of Jesus and what motivated St. Nicholas to begin the the giving of gifts. Not really begin the giving of gifts because it it began long before even uh, St. Nicholas was involved with that. We could go all the way back and talk about the gifts that the uh, that the wise man brought to the infant uh, Jesus. So, um, so even then, we begin to tie all this together and say, no, even this mythical story of Santa, his sleigh and the reindeer, are tied to Christian roots, to the, to the belief in the Messiah, the son of Jesus I mean, the son of God, Messiah, the son of God, and the birth of his son, Jesus. Now, you know, today, in a lot of parades, I see there's another reindeer. And uh, we kind of all know him. He has uh, a big red nose. And so uh, by 1939, um the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was published. Now, the interesting thing about this, and I don't know the story behind why this is, but it's widely accepted today in this mythical story that there are eight reindeer led by Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, almost every child by the time he's five or six years old, probably knows that song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> But the interesting thing about that song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it's really a story about a socially rejected reindeer who ends up saving Christmas, who ends up saving Christmas. Now, isn't that an interesting fact? It it, it is a Christian virtue that's bedded in this mythical story about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So we're surrounded by all of these traditions of Christmas. And uh, those who sometimes get an uneasiness about these celebrations, I really think don't fully appreciate how rooted they are in the Christian faith. Christmas trees, lights, stories about Santa Claus, the anticipation of Santa Claus. The exchange of gifts uh, all of these things rooted in Christian faith, and we should not be uneasy about. It. We should celebrate these things and realize that it indeed is part of the Christian tradition you know it's it's uh, right we're right here on the precipice of celebrating the birth of Jesus and <laughs> If you said to me, well, uh when did all of this start? And uh if somebody said to me, what's all the what's all the hoopla about? Well, it's about the story told in Luke. And at this time of the year, I hope if you hear this podcast that you will reflect on the story told in Luke. And perhaps sometime between now and Christmas day, read it again yourself, um, beginning, really beginning in the first chapter of Luke, where we found, we find that the scripture tells it this way. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. You know, it wasn't long after that that we see in the Scripture in chapter 2 of Luke glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was Jerusalem, who was right out. He was waiting This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul. And listeners, this is the story of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, a gift from God to mankind. I hope during this holiday season that you will be filled with the Spirit, that you will sense the presence of Jesus Christ in your life, and that every time you see a Christmas tree, every time you hear a discussion about Santa Claus, even when you hear the mythical stories of a reindeer and Rudolph the red nosed reindeer you'll realize that all of that is rooted in the birth of Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas to all. May you and your family find many blessings during this Christmas time this year.